This is the Clink Law Podcast, providing clarity to the many gray areas surrounding estate planning so you feel empowered to take action. Now here's your host, Peter Clink. Hello, it's Peter Clink here, trusted estate attorney, uh, here to talk to you a little bit more about death and taxes. Uh, today's subject is how to keep your money away from your shifty son-in-law. Uh, you know, you can fill in daughter-in-law if you'd like, uh, but you get the idea. Uh, you're doing your planning for your money you work for for a long time, your whole life. It's yours. Hey, yeah, you'll be dead and you won't know what's going on, but you'd prefer that it it's used wisely. It's used to, to take care of your family or someone that you're going to leave it to. So, so how do you leave it to them when maybe they're with somebody you don't trust that much, right? And I'm going to, there's a subtext here too. What if it's just you want to keep it away from the, the craziness that life throws at you? You know what I mean. Life uh, seldomly goes as you plan it, right? So what do you do to protect your kid? What we're going to get to is uh, we're going to talk about trusts. Uh, there's a lot of different ideas for specific sets of circumstances that you might be in. But in general, setting up a trust for your kid is the most basic way to handle things. Uh, it's been around for a long time. It's tried and true. Well, the law is set. We know how to use them. It's, it's just a good option. And you should at least explore this one at the beginning. So, okay, well, what is a trust, right? So a, a trust is something that, that we have here that most of the world doesn't have. Uh, it's something we got from the British. Uh, they parted company with us uh, in the 1770s, or we parted company with them. But we kept their legal system. And that's where we got trust from. The idea, the basic idea of a trust it is based around when uh, a guy would die under English law and everything went to his eldest son. What do you do if the son's a baby? He, he can't run the farm. He can't take care of the money. So you have to set up a system to, to take care of uh, the, the funds for the kid till they're older. And that was the, the, the basis of coming up with this whole concept over hundreds and hundreds of years. And, and the idea is this that there's three components. A trust is something that first you have a, a grantor, the person who grants the power, right, to, to a trusted friend to hold on to the assets for another person's benefit. So there's all the words we use, right? The grantor, granting the power, the trustee, the trusted person handling things, and the beneficiary benefiting from it. And the, the, the ancient way of looking at this, the most tried and true way, is if somebody has died. That's the only time you needed it then. That's why it was created, right? That dad died and the kid's a baby. So we're going to talk about the, the most basic way that these are used, which is in a will. Trust under will, it would be called. You can form one while you're alive. It's called inter vivos. You can do revocable trusts. I mean, there's insurance trusts. There's lots of things. We're going to talk about trust under will. Uh, and all that means is the trust that's created in your will. So, you know, when your will comes into effect, when you're dead. So uh, it won't affect your day-to-day -day life at all. You want to take all your money and put it on red uh, on the day you die and see if you, you're lucky? Well, then go for it. It doesn't, doesn't stop you from doing any of that. But, you know, it's something in your will that comes into effect when you die. So it's a very basic way of, of thinking about it. The will can say, when I die, then everything gets divided up. And there's a share for each of my kids, right? One kid, two kids, however you want to do it. And the trust is created. It comes to life when you die. 
It isn't funded right away because, of course, we have to file your will, gather your assets, pay your bet, your creditors, um, your debts, your funeral. But when you're done, what's left goes in there. Now, here's the key to understanding all this. Who owns that money? Well, the answer is the trust. So what does that mean? Well, when you died, your will said form these trusts, one for each kid, and then fund it equally. So did the trustee get the money? Well, no, right? The trustee just handles the money. The trustee's like a, an employee, right? They're managing it. So if the trustee gets himself sued or gets himself some sort of trouble, gets divorced, it doesn't affect the trust because they're just an employee. Just like one of your employees gets, gets sued or divorced, doesn't affect you, right? How about the beneficiary? Did your kid get anything? No, the kid didn't get anything. They're the beneficiary. They benefit from the situation, right? They, the trust owns it. That's the key here. And the trust in our legal systems looked at as it's like a, a living person. And you gave birth to this person at your death. You created this trust and it owns stuff. It, it can invest the money. It can uh, hire people who manage the money. It can hire an accountant. It can invest it in real estate or Bitcoin or chicken farm or whatever. It, it can invest in anything. But it's the trust doing that. Now, the trust is a piece of paper, right? So the trustee is is acting, but acting on behalf of the trust, right? They, they don't own it. They're just managing it. And how about the beneficiary? Well, they just benefit. So they don't own anything. So what if the beneficiary, your child, gets divorced? Well, you know, depending on what state they live in, half that money might go to their spouse, that they own, right? But they don't own anything in the trust. It's not theirs. You didn't give it to them. You could have, but you didn't, right? It's in the trust. Now, could the trustee pay for their bills? Absolutely. That's the whole idea. But they don't have to. That's the key here, right? They can, but they don't have to. And so that way, your child gets filed with divorce proceedings uh, the day after you die because your your <laughs> your son or daughter-in-law has been waiting to cash in, well, too bad, right? They're not going to get anything. Now, in the long run, how does this all work, right? Right. The fund is, the trust is funded. It's invested in, I mean, typically, come on, you, you open an account, an investment advisor or bank, it's usually in stocks and bonds or treasury bills, but it can be real estate, could be anything owned by the trust and then used for the beneficiary. Well, who, who's doing this? The trustee. Well, who's going to be the trustee? Well, that's always a, an interesting question. So it kind of comes down to trust, right? Now, most kid, most people trust their kid, but they just think, you know, they have a blind spot for, you know, this idiot son-in-law or so, whatever, right? So, so they don't think that they're going to give the person the money and lose it all. They just don't want them to lose it in the divorce that they're not going to see coming. Well, then your kid can be the trustee. Now, there's certain considerations on what powers you can give them. So you have to talk you know, with your, your estate planning advisor about the terms of the trust. But your kid can be the trustee. That's fine. Remember, you form the trust. You're the grantor. You put the money in the trust. Right? It's your death. It's your instruction. They didn't do anything. They've never owned it. So who runs it in, in most trusts? It doesn't really matter. It can be anybody. So if your kid's the trustee and you trust them to look out for themselves and their own selfish best interests, well, that's fine. Because you know what? They work for free. <laughs> they didn't when they were teenagers, but they will now. Uh, and they can hire people to, to advise them if they want to. That's fine. Uh, a, a banker, a wealth advisor, right? A, an accountant. 
that's fine. They can get advice. They don't have to know how to do this. You're just trusting that they're not going to turn it over to their spouse or do something silly. Now, look, here's where you know the rubber meets the road. Once you make your kid the trustee, you know who's watching over them? Well, nobody, right? Just them. So if they follow the rules, well, then someday they get divorced or sued. Then somebody tries to get in the trust. They can say, well, look, I, I never owned this. And look, I followed the rules. And there it is. It should be safe. But let's say they break the rules and, and they, they, they start emptying the trust in, in big chunks and doing all sorts of things. I, I can make up stories what it be. But now they've weakened the wall, right? They've weakened the wall. And now it, you, they've given that creditor or spouse a finger hole. That they might not get anything, but now they have to fight about it, right? The other answer is, if you die and your kid's the trustee and they say, you know, I'm just going to empty it. Uh, you know who's going to stop them? Well, nobody. Uh, they're the boss. They're the one enforcing the rules. So don't feel like this is like, well, I'm dictating from the grave. You can say, well, no. What I really did is I... I built a wall around this thing, a protective wall. And I'm letting my kid know that it's there and if they want to use it, good for them. Uh, if they don't, good for them, right? I'm, I'm just, I can only do so much for this kid. Uh, now, can they take some money out and buy their spouse pretty things? Yeah, but do they have to? No, right? Now, if you think your kid just can't be trusted for whatever reason to be in charge or is going to be taken advantage of, they just don't see the dangers out there. Well, then you hire somebody to be a trustee. There's plenty of nice trust companies out there. Uh, they charge for their time, but they're not terrible at all. And and remember, um, you know, they're, they're earning something here. They're earning protection for your child, right? Protecting them from themselves. Help them manage the money. You know, make sure that, that, that it doesn't just get wasted. If they need it, they can empty it, pay the bills, right? But, but if they don't invest it, let it grow. Because... These trusts in, in, in several states, including Pennsylvania and New Jersey, they can go forever, never have to end. So the other advantage of these things is you're not only protecting your kid, you're, you're protecting your, your grandkids. At your child's death, the money can roll over and, and continue on in trust for your grandkids. And nothing goes to your son-in-law, right? You can draft. I have me drafted that way, right? So it's a consideration, you know, what happens. Now, a lot of people look at it and say, well, I, look, you know, I'm going to let my kid have the right to, to say where it goes. The default is it stays in the family. But you know what? If my kid wants to give my their spouse 5000 bucks a month till they die or, you know, something like that, that's okay. I'm going to let them decide. But they don't have to. I'm just giving them power to be able to do it. Um, so that's, that's a good system. I'm telling you, this works great, guys. It's been around for hundreds of years. And tried and true, works very nicely. Uh, and and you can craft around this. Because I mean, very. this is general, right? This, this is like fits most people. But if you have a special circumstance, can we modify and go around that and change it? Well, absolutely. Um, so what do you want to do? Well, look, if you're in Pennsylvania and New Jersey, you, you want to talk about this, give me a call. We'll, we'll do some brainstorming. But if you're outside of that, call your estate planning professional. There's attorneys out there. This is what we do, right? Say planning, all these things, what we do. So, you know, give them your information, see if it's a good fit, put it in place. It's one of those things that, especially if you put your kid in charge of it, when you go, what's the downside, right? You're only helping them. And if they don't want it, fine, they'll empty it. Um, but you're setting something up so that you know that you've done what you can do uh, to protect. 
It's your money. You'd like to be able to think it's going to be used on something productive and useful for your family. And this is something that helps you with that goal. So that's it uh, for now. Uh, stay, stay tuned as months go along. I'll keep posting things. And if you have any ideas for what you'd like to hear about, just let me know. That'd be great. Uh, otherwise, uh, you guys all take care. And uh, we'll talk more about death and taxes in the future. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the Clink Law Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and share.